Say, say again. All the kids can come closer. All the kids can come and join us here on the floor. Come and sit on the floor. Um, I might need to move, I don't know, music guys, um, just move some of these a little bit back. I just put it here to the side. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Getting my bag. Get some more water. Okay, kids. Um, you need to turn so you can face me. And it's best you sit here on the carpet over here. Because there's going to be a surprise. And you won't be able to see unless you sit over here. Okay, here we go. Okay. So, I want to know from the kids, and, and adults, this is, you're also interactive in this. You're going to have your part to play. So, um, don't fall asleep. Stay awake. <laughs> but I want to know from the kids, how was Jesus born? Where was he born? In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem? In a stable. Where, who stays in a stable normally? Um, cows and cats stay in a stable. You need a cat in the stable to catch the mice. Stables are made for animals. Hey, you two, you must go sit on the, on the carpet. It's creeping up. Yeah, creeping up, creeping up. Okay, so who normally stays in a stable is animals. Animals stay in a stable, not people. Okay, Jesus wasn't born in a house like you live in, or even in a hospital. He was born in a place where you keep animals, and they actually had to lay him down in a manger, which is where the, the cows eat their food. That's where he had to lay. He wasn't born with a big announcement to the whole world. It wasn't on CNN, International, look who's here. Eyewitness News, Eyewitness News wasn't there. He was born as a baby, just like every one of us, and he was born in a manger, in a stable where animals live. So think about that. Dirty. Animals are there. There's nowhere else for them to go. That's where Jesus is born into this world. Now, have you ever wondered why Jesus was born in that way? Why did God come into the world in that way? That's the question I want to... Because Jesus loves us. That's, that is actually the answer. Leah, you're getting ahead of me. You obviously read... She's been reading my notes, so that's the answer, because Jesus loves us. We're going to get there. We, we, let's, let's take a, a longer route there. Yeah. Okay, so I want, us to answer, I want us to ask and answer that question. Why did Jesus come into the world in this particular way? Why do we celebrate this moment in time where God becomes a baby and is born into the world in this way, where it wasn't a big fanfare. There wasn't the world. Most people in the world did not know Jesus was born. It happened. Most people just carried on with their lives. They had no clue what was actually happening in that moment. Very few people knew about that moment in time. Why did God choose to do it that way? So first of all, to answer that question, I want to 
talk about something else. Here's a jug of water. So maybe some of the older kids could tell me. Um, I'm trying to find some sound equipment here. Here, this beautiful piano of Auntie Jo. Where's Jo? She's ready to tackle me. She's watching. What would happen if I poured this water all over this piano? It would break. Why would it break? Yeah, I'd, I'd be in trouble. Why would it break? Because it's electric. It's electricity. And what does water and electricity, do they mix? Water and electricity don't mix. They're not friends. Okay? So I want to ask you, do you know of anything else in the world that don't mix well? What else can you think of in the world that doesn't mix well, that you can't put together? Fire and ice. It's a good one. Light and darkness, sand and water. Sand and water you, yeah, I suppose it's not nice. What else? What? Grass and sand. We're coming up with all <laughs> list of things. Adults, anything else you can think of that doesn't mix well? Sin and God, oil and water. These are all things that don't mix well. I want to show you something else that doesn't mix well. You two need to go up, down on the on the carpet here. Okay, I want to show you something else that doesn't mix well. Just so that they don't creep all the way up. What are these? Balloons. Ooh, I need to gather my balloons. Okay, I'll hold that one. And you know what doesn't mix so well with balloons? Pointy wooden sticks. Pointy wooden sticks. Do they mix well with balloons? Who's ready for this? Oh, sure. There's some brave ones here. Okay, I need... Yeah, I'm also scared. I need a volunteer. This young lady. Do you want to be my, my assistant? What's your name? Gemma. Come up, Gemma. Give Gemma a hand. Gemma, does your family have medical insurance? Okay. That's good to know. Um, is your dad big? Okay. So I just need to watch where my escape routes are. Okay, can you put that on your head? I have no idea how this is going to turn out, so I need to um, protect you somehow. Let's just pop these on as well. There we go. We'll keep this. Okay, so Gemma, I want you to hold that for me. Are you ready? Hold it tight with both hands. No, no, no. No, no, you have to hold it with both hands tight. Like this. There we go. Hold it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, well done. What is that? You can keep, keep them on, Gemma, because you're going to do this a few times. Really? Do you, do, you do you want someone else to take over from you? Okay, do, we'll get another volunteer. What does that say? One you know? John, verse four, oh, nine. <laughs> One John 4, verse 9. Adults, do you have Bibles here? Come on, come on. I want to see if... 1 John 4, verse 9. Okay, thank, give Gemma a hand, guys. Leah, do you want to be the next volunteer? No, you're scared of that pop. I need another volunteer. Aiden, come. Lily, come sit on the floor, my baby. Okay, Aiden, put on your... You're going to have to take that off. I don't want to... Your dad's too close by, and your granddad's here. And it's two big guys. I'm not going to fight with them today. There we go. Okay, who wants to read? 1 John... Come, come to the stage. 1 John 4, verse 9. Who's going to read it? Come on.
this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. That's fantastic, but that's the wrong scripture. That's the second scripture. Hold on to that one. Okay. No, that's right. It's just I popped the wrong balloon. There we go. Hold this one. I haven't, I haven't rehearsed this, folks. You're about as ready for this as I am. Are you ready? Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. Pick up that scripture. Let's hold this one for a, for a few moments from now. What does that one say? 1 Peter. 1 Peter 1 verse 16. 1 Peter 1 verse 16. Who's quick on the draw? Who's quick on the draw? Sure. 1 Peter 1 verse 16. There we go. There we go. Say it louder. Be holy because I am holy. Who's speaking? God, Jesus. Jesus, God says, we need to be holy because he is holy. There's two things that don't mix. Someone said it earlier. God and sin cannot mix in this world or anywhere else. So the reason why Jesus didn't come into the world with a big bang, like a balloon popping, is if he arrived here in this world and said, I'm the king, everybody who can obey me perfectly, follow me, what would have happened? Every single person on the earth would stand condemned before him. And everyone would face his judgment. That's why Jesus didn't come into the world in a big bang. But he came into the world actually very quietly because he needed to do something very, very specific, very unique in order to change this world so that he could reach us. Okay, so now I popped the second one, and here's the scripture. 1 John 4, <laughs> verse 9. Tell us, Bruce. It's a hard one to find. You're going to be here for another one. Or do you want another? Should we get another volunteer? No. Okay, you stay, stay here for one more. Keep okay. those on. I've got it. By this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Okay, so God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. So the reason why Jesus didn't come with a big bang was because God loved us. And God needed to find a way so that he could come into this world which would not judge us, but would actually give us an opportunity to respond to him and to know him and to encounter him. Okay? So are we ready for the, the last one? There we go. Hold that, brave man. Okay. There we go. What does that scripture say? Let's read the last scripture. Luke 1 verse 7 and 37. Luke 1 verse 37. Who's quick on the draw? Luke 1 verse 37. Luke 1 verse 37. Sheldon, you want to go for it right in the front there? You've got the... So always the pastor has to do something on Christmas. You can't just sit here and do nothing. They might not pay you. Luke 1 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. For nothing will be impossible with God. You know what those words are? That's what the angel, when the angel came to speak to Mary, she said to Mary that with God, nothing will be impossible. In other words, God will be able to come into this world without destroying us, but actually by his love coming to meet with us. Now, this is the tricky part. 
Because who of you think that I could put this skewer into this balloon without popping it? Some of you think so. Who of you here, let me ask this question. Who of you here, you know how to do it. Well, okay, well, let's see, let's see. Who of you, I want to ask the kids, who of you here has never, ever sinned in your whole life? Anybody? No, oh, okay, so you all failed, parents, all of you. <laughs> Clearly you didn't raise very good kids. So every single one of us has sin. So if God just comes to us in our sin, it says God is holy and we're not holy, what's going to happen? God's going to destroy us. It'll be like one of these balloons that'll just go pop. That's what will happen if God just meets us in our sin. But God found another way. And now I need to find... My secret, secret potion. I don't even know if I need this, but I think let's just do it, just for safety's sake. God found another way. And this is just a wooden skewer, just by the way, folks, if you think that I'm, I'm sort of conning you or something. I've done this a few times, but let's hope it works. I think I need the, I need the goggles at this point in time. No pressure. God found another way to come into this world. He came through Jesus, which... It seems impossible that God could become a man, but God made it possible. And he came into this world to come and save us. And what seems impossible with God is possible. Oh, it's deflating quickly. What seems impossible with God is possible. Who of you have ever seen a, a balloon society? Any one of you? You want to hold it? You want to show them? That one deflated a bit. Should we try another one? Yes. Okay, let's try another one. It's a bit tricky, Leah. Let's try another one. Hopefully this one doesn't deflate so much. I hate doing this. That one didn't work. Do we have time for one more? Sorry? No, I don't think it's that. I think I pushed too hard. I'm hurrying. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. When I did this at home, it was perfect. Trust me. I can show you pictures. I did tons of these. There we go. There we go. Balloon Society. Okay. So here's the thing. This is the story of Christmas. All of the Old Testament, what the Old Testament is there about, it's a story. Aiden, thank you. Let's give Aiden a hand. Yeah. Thank you, Aiden. Well done. Very brave assistant. You can go and have a seat. What the story of the Old Testament tells us is that God was busy preparing a place into which Jesus could come into the world without killing us, without judging us and destroying us. That's why God had to make a nation, Israel. That's why God had to have the law and the tabernacle and all these things. All of those things that you read about in the Old Testament, they're all there for God to prepare a place into which Jesus could come so that he doesn't just pop the world when he gets here. But more than that, adults, I want you to hear this part. More than that, the Old Testament is there to show us how God is preparing a place for Jesus in our hearts. Because when you read the stories of the Old Testament, who knows some of the stories in the Old Testament? Have you heard of David? Who's heard of David? Who's heard of Samson? 
the strong guy. Who's heard of Abraham? All amazing stories. All these people did amazing things. Who'd heard of Ruth? But you know what's, what we read about in these stories is these people, even though God used them, they, all of them in their hearts were sinful. Yeah. Every single one of them had sin in their hearts, had things that they knew they shouldn't do, but they did. And many times they did things that they shouldn't do just by accident because they were full of sin. And God knew he needed to make a way. So when we read the Old Testament, what it's doing is it's preparing a place for Jesus in our hearts. You see, when you read these stories, when you read about what God is doing in the Old Testament, how He's working through the the nation, through millennia of of generations passing by, what you're reading is about people who at every turn fail to obey God perfectly. And if, if God is speaking to you, then God's saying to you, you're just like that. You're just like these people. That in your heart, in your heart, you are sinful. And so when Jesus is born into this world, he comes very quietly because his main mission in this world was to come and to die. It was to come quietly into this world. It wasn't to make too big a deal about himself, even though there was a time where everyone was following him around, but it was to come quietly so that he could come and die for your sins because it was the only way that he could get into your heart. It was the only way for Jesus to get into your heart is if he first paid the price for every single sin that you have ever committed, ever will commit, even committed this morning. Do you know that Jesus paid for those sins? Even that fight you had with your child this morning? Jesus paid for that. Because he knew what was in your hearts. Now I want to say to you folks, don't let Jesus pass you by this Christmas. This is the way that Jesus can pass you by this Christmas is if you come with a heart that says, I don't need God, I can figure it out by myself, then Jesus will pass you by. If you come with a a heart that says, don't worry, don't worry, I'll just live my own life, my own way, then Jesus will pass you by. But if you come and you recognize that Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart, He is knocking on your heart this morning. And he's saying to you, I came so that I could come into your heart. I died so I could pay for your sins, for every single one of your sins. Jesus paid. When you know that, then there's only one response. And that is to say, Jesus, I surrender. And then Jesus can do this with your life. He can enter your life. He can transform your life. He can do something that seems impossible. He can do in your life. And I want to say to you, every single one of you here this morning, you might think that there are things in your life that are impossible, that are beyond reach of God. But I want to say to you, God is able to work into those areas of your life if you come before Him and surrender your life to Him. If you fully lay down your life to Him. If you say, I'm going to stop with the pretending. I'm going to stop with trying to be a good person. I'm going to stop with all of that pretense and all of that religion and all of that nonsense. And I'm going to just let Jesus be Jesus. And I'm going to surrender to him. He will come into your life this morning and he will change you and he will transform you if you ask him to forgive you of your sins. If you say to him, Jesus, I want to turn away from my sin and I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to worship you alone. You know that every single one of us can do that, boys and girls? I was about 11 years old when I first asked Jesus to come into my life. 
So every one of you can ask Jesus to come into your life, and he will not resist any. If you say, Jesus, I want you in my life, I forgive me of my sins, he will come into your life this morning. He will not stop if you welcome him. Can we pray? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are preparing a place in our hearts for you. You are preparing a place in every single heart. Lord, you're stripping away the masks of pretending that everything's okay. You're stripping away those masks, Lord, and you, you're showing us that we need you. We need a Savior. But we can't do this on our own. There's no way I can figure this out on my own. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray right now that you speak to every single child, every single adult here, whether they are four years old or whether they are 84 years old. I pray, Lord Jesus, speak to us right now. Speak into our hearts. Reveal your love for us right now. And all you've got to do this morning is say, Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. I, I want to turn away from my sin and my, my own way of living. That's what sin is. It's just you trying to live your own way. And I want to trust you to be my Lord. That's all you've got to do. And if you want to do that this morning, just do that right now. In your own words, you just say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, I just want to turn away from my sin. I want to turn away from this way of living by my own power, my own strength, my own thinking. I want to turn away from that 180 degrees. And I want to turn to you and I want to trust you fully, Jesus. That's all you've got to say to him. And he'll say, I'm coming in. I'm coming into your life right now. Right now. And if you prayed that right now, I just want to pray for you. I just want you to put your hand up, just literally for a second. Just put your hand up so I can see. There's a few hands over there. There's some hands over here. There's some hands among the kids. Lots of hands among the kids. Some hands over there. You can put your hand down again. There's a whole bunch of hands. A lot of people saying, yes, Jesus, this morning. Saying, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life this morning. I see those hands. Can we stand together, church, and can we pray with these folks? Let's stand together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for every single person who this morning said to you, they want you. They want you in their life. We pray over them right now. We pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon them right now. To come and clothe them, Lord, with power from on high. To come and flood over them and fill them with the fullness of your spirit and of your love and of your truth. Every child that prayed that prayer, every adult that prayed that prayer this morning. We say, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come over them. Flood over them. Wash over them. In Jesus' name. Wash away all the guilt, all the shame right now. Just wash it away. That everything that they think that they're guilty of, that it's washed away in you, Jesus. And they are forgiven and set free. And they begin this journey of walking with you and trusting you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we all worship you and praise you because you are good, you are faithful, you are awesome, Jesus. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. 